When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I totally embarrassed myself in front of our neighbors. Callie has got some advice for you, and she makes fun of my voice when we have a handyman in the house. Plus, quiet quitting. It's haunting me. It won't go away. All that and more on today's show. You are an upsider, living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. Welcome to The Upside. Update Podcast. With Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, August 24th. My name is Jeff Dollar. And today I am grateful for the view outside of our studio that I can see behind you, Callie, because for the past two episodes, I've seen a hummingbird. Oh, really? Land on a branch, which I think is really weird to see, a, I don't know. Hummingbirds to me are animals that never stop moving. Right, they're just like. Bah! Yeah, they're always They're, they're always like in the motion. bird of equivalent of a, um, uh, what's a really hyper tiny dog? Like a little Pomeranian type no. thing or a Chihuahua? Nope. Nope. Jack Russell. Jack Russell, yeah. But they're it's the like. The bird a, equivalent of a Jack Russell, they're just like. Bah! Like you never see a squirrel taking a nap. Like you never That's see a true. you never see a hummingbird just like sitting on a branch. You never see a squirrel taking a nap. However, did you see that news article that was out last week that um, was like, "Don't worry if you see squirrels face like stomach down, like all spread eagle on the ground in New York because it's happening in New York and people are freaking out." Apparently, it's that hot. Oh, they're just trying to cool off. They're trying to cool off. So it's like, they look like splatted squirrels, but they're just like, oh my gosh. Like I have found a brick that is not a million degrees. hot as the rest of the bricks. Yeah. So I'm just going to like splat myself down on the pavement and it's fine. My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for Audible. I love listening to books. It's my new thing. I realized this morning something terribly embarrassing that I did on Monday. And there's no, I mean, it's just done. There's no, I can't, it was in front of, it was in front of our neighbors and there's no recovery from it. Did you just realize like 10 minutes ago? Yeah. I went on Monday, it's so, this is such a weird conversation to have, but on Monday we had to go in public in front of other people. And as somebody who primarily works out of the house, generally I'm dressing for comfort not for public presentation. Right. But I had to put on like real pants and real socks and real shoes, et cetera. So when I got home on Monday, um, I mean, I wore that for the day. And then at some point I changed out of the jeans and put, you know, my usual uniform of like basketball shorts on or something. Mm -hmm. But I kept the socks on, like the, like, I don't know, what do you call them? Like patterned. They're not athletic socks. They're like, right. But they're not like 
like old man with a suit sock either. Like they got kind Your of a, fun socks. Yeah, Your dad socks. Dad socks. They got a kind of a funky pattern on them. So I had those socks on. They were they were black and red. I had black basketball shorts on. I had a dark t-shirt on. And that was just my uniform for the last hour of the day. And and at some point during that last hour of the day, guy comes over to the house and he's been working on the air conditioner for about a week. And he comes over and he's like, hey, I want to try a new part. We'll see if this fixes it. Would you mind going outside to watch this little drainage drip pipe and see what comes out of it and let me know? I go, no problem. So then I slide on these green, like almost teal shoes. They were just whatever was closest. Your teal to- converses? Yeah, but I didn't even put them on all the way. Like I was almost wearing them like flip-flops. And I walk out the front door and I'm walking toward the side of the house to look at this little pipe. And I see our neighbors and I say to them, hey, how you doing? And they're like, good, how are you? And it was a friendly exchange. But I only realized this morning when I was picking up my clothes from the night before, they were in a pile on the floor. Yeah. That when they saw me, I had a black t-shirt on, black basketball shorts, kind of dressy socks that were black and red and teal shoes, not even on all the way. Like, and I just said hi to them and then wandered down the side of the house. I have you beat. Do you remember? And this is when we used to live um, at the battery and I had my veins done. So you have to wear those like compression hose or whatever, but it was warm outside. So I had like shorts on, but I'm just like, Oh, I'm just like taking Lily out to pee. Like no big deal. Like yeah. there's nobody living here that we know, like whatever. If, if, if you don't live in Atlanta, the battery is the area around the, the brave stadium, the ballpark where the Braves play. So it's apartments, um, restaurants. Yeah. Workspaces. But if you go out, if you go out the front door, you're in like the public area. You go out the back door. It's kind of where you go to walk the dogs. Yeah. So we were like walking the dogs, and I'm wearing like my compression hose with like these like bright green shorts that I've had since like high school or earlier, and threw my hair on top of my head. Was wearing like a sweatshirt that had a bunch of holes in it. My like I looked level 12 disgusting. Maybe the worst I've ever looked in my life. We're walking the dogs and I notice a guy pull up next to us and get out of his car and and shut the door. And I realize it's my ex that I haven't seen in like seven. Yeah. You were with me because you made it so much worse because he was kind of like looking at me and then like Lily or Sadie, somebody was like sniffing and stopped peeing and I like gunned it and I started walking so fast to get away so he couldn't see me. And you're like, Callie, slow down. Callie, what are you doing? And because you didn't know what I was doing. And I'm like, oh my God, would you shut up? First of all, stop saying my name. Second of all, I'm running away from my ex. Leave me alone. Oh my God. It was so bad. It was so bad. And I still think of that because I've only seen him one time in the decade we broken up. One, no, 15, uh, 13 years. I've only seen him one time. And that was the one time. And I'm like, dang it. So embarrassing. There should be couples should have code words for just stop talking. Like just let whatever's happening 
happen. But how often does that happen? Like Never. if we had made a code word, we wouldn't have remembered it by the time because that's such an obscene thing to happen. But then it would have been more awkward because I would have been like going, Callie, Callie, what are you doing? And then you would have been yelling back at me just random words that you think are a code Banana! word. Right. Avocado. Do you ever get in moods where you're like, okay, if I were speaking, what would I say? And then you start thinking about advice that you would give to people. Do you ever like make up fake speeches in your head? Like um, imaginary TED Talks? Kind of. Do you do that? Um, No, kind of. I kind of, I wonder like what would, if I was giving a presentation that was TED Talk-esque, I wonder what my platform would be, but I don't, like I'm not actually giving it in my head just because those people are so good. Here's where, I'm, here's where I'm going with I this. I can't even hold a candle to them. You are speaking at a podcast convention later this week, right? Which yeah. got my wheels turning about like what, I, it made me start thinking what I have learned in the journey of podcasting, but also in the journey of like, owning our own business. And I had like an aha moment and I wrote it down because I was like, Ooh, this is really good. And at some point, like I'll be successful enough to where somebody's going to ask me this question and I'll have a great answer. It's very Ted. Well, for what it's worth, uh, whoever was speaking at the convention this week was a coin toss. Could have been me, could have been you. That is true. We just chose it. We just picked me because of your work schedule. Yeah. Well, and you're a better networker than I am. Oh, okay. And it's like a networking thing and you're just, you know, you think people you love, love you. You love to say that, but you're, you are, you're so much better at it than I am. I'm literally not. You're the sales person out I'm, of the two of us. Like you can sell our business better than anyone that I know. I'm better at BS. Like Me? I'm, <laughs> Is well, that I'm be- it? I'm better at saying if somebody's like, hey, we need the podcast, you know, we, we need to do a podcast, we need to do this, we need to do that. Like, I'm better at just confidently glowing, go, saying, well, we'd love the opportunity to figure that out for you. But you also have the ideas to back it up. So when someone says like, yeah, remember when we were at that Olympic event, like Jeff and I were speaking at the, um, for the Olympic and Paralympic uh, committee and the US one, and somebody asked me something about podcasting and I like froze and I was like, uh, uh, uh. and then when I talked to you later, you're like, Oh yeah, I talked to that guy. I told him he should do. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I just, I'm very like, I'm good at you're too certain much- things, but like coming up with ideas on the fly, like you just, someone will put a little nugget of an idea in your head and then your brain just goes wild, like level 10. That's why you've been so successful your whole life up to this point. Well, thank you for that. But I do want to say that I think you, I think a lot of people could benefit from, I think everybody has ideas in them and everybody has creativity in them, including you, Cali Dollar. Um, you just have to suspend the need to follow the rules while you're brainstorming. What do you mean? I think your brain goes immediately as you're saying stuff, like your brain reverts to the, is it allowed? Will this be okay? Can we, you know what I mean? Is is this permissible? It might be well, harsh. Well, will we be able to do this? If you can completely suspend that, that allows you to find the true great ideas. Then you go back and figure out if you can or can't do it. Because once you have the idea that you believe in and exists in your soul as absolutely the best idea, 
you are more apt to fight for a way to get that done. Yeah, but it's just not in the same way. Like I 1000% what you're getting, we get what you're saying. Like, this is why you're speaking. Like, that's a great point. But I do think part of it is like your creative brain is just like insane. Like it's next level. So anywho. So I'll, welcome to today's episode of the upside. You're great. No, you're, you're great. great. No, no, you're, you're great. great. <laughs> but what I was thinking about is, okay, so what would I say? Like, what have I learned? And I love doing those little check-ins. And by the way, this isn't just about podcasting. Like I've done this my whole life. Like I give shower speeches all the time to my shampoo. Um, <laughs> but one thing I realized, I, th- I thought you meant like baby, honestly to God, I thought you meant like baby shower or like wedding shower. And I'm like, shower speeches. Do they give speeches at showers? No, I literally stand in, in the, the shower. shower and dream I'm on a stage and I'm really confident saying <laughs> yeah. something really profound. What I have realized that's really cool is I am getting more comfortable with my own failures, which is amazing. And it's a game changing thing. And for as long as I can remember, I am totally scared to fail. Even when I'm say, even when I say it's okay to fail or I'm excited to fail. Cause that means I'm learning something like I am still, there is a part of me that is always tethered to the ground because of fear. What if I screw up? What if people think I'm stupid? What if this happens? What if I, you know, and most of it is rooted in what will other people think? Meaning other people will think that I'm dumb. Other people will know that I don't know what I'm doing. And what I have realized the past couple of years is the only thing between you and the people you admire in whatever it is that you do, is they have had more experience with failure. Right. So really successful people have not failed less than you. They failed more than you. Right. And that's why they're further along because every time they fail, there's a lesson and a takeaway and they learn from it and move on. And then there's people, and I'm getting better at this, but there's people like me that stay rooted to, but what if I fail so often that you never get a chance to leave the ground because you look at the people that you admire that are so successful and it looks like they do everything right. They don't. They're yeah. just further along in the failing process yeah. than you are. And you'll never get to their level if you don't at some point let go and say, okay, ready to fail. And you, you know what? A lot of people are going to see it. There are some people that will never want to work with me again. There are some people that are going to think I'm stupid. But I'm also going to fail so many times that I'm going to learn a ton and then I'm going to be closer to where I want to be. You know, you said too that in there that that I cannot get lost because it's so important and it's and it's one of the, it's something that I am challenged with is you said people fail and then they move on. Like they fail mm-hmm. and then they move on to the next challenge, They whatever. Um, you also can't be so tethered to not failing. Like you have to be able to quickly say that didn't work out right. Right. That went poorly. Okay, moving on and cutting the ties rather than trying to salvage whatever's left of it and refusing to acknowledge something as a failure for the reasons you just described. Yeah, it's like this big, scary, jarring thing and it doesn't have to be. I mean, I I realized 
you know, just in the past couple of weeks, or maybe I've been learning this lesson for a couple of years, but it's only come to like fruition in my head. Like it's only made sense and become clear to me in the past couple of weeks that I don't care. I mean, I care a little bit, but I really don't care about failing anymore. I'm not going to not say my ideas or say what I think because someone's going to think I'm dumb because maybe they do. Who cares? Right. Who cares? Like me not What's the phrase? Other people's opinion of me is none none of of my my business business or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. And me not saying what I think, what I feel or what I think is, you know, moving my ideas forward isn't getting me any further. Me saying, I'm scared of people thinking I'm dumb. That's holding me back. It's holding you back. And I think a lot of us do that. So that was my little shower realization. And I thought it was worth sharing because it has taken me so long to figure out this lesson. But man, that's a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. I had such a happy childhood. My dad used to put me in tires and roll me down hills. Those, those were good years. Have a joke for Ellie's Comedy Club? Have a comment on something we've talked about or an idea for the show? Call or text Callie and Jeff. 800-434-5454. I went on a girl's weekend to a winery a couple of weekends ago, and I knew two things. One, I really wanted to still be in my routine of like waking up, feeling good in the morning, working out. And number two, I knew that because we were staying in a winery that we were going to be drinking wine all weekend. So I stocked up with liquid IV and I brought it for all of my girlfriends and it was the hit of the weekend. Making hydration a priority can help us feel healthier in our everyday lives. And one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. So the flavors that I brought my girlfriends were Concord Grape, Lemon Lime, which is my personal favorite, and Tropical Punch, and they absolutely loved it. It was a great way to start our mornings, and especially after we've been drinking, you want to get as much hydration as possible. So they were hit party favors. Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients and it's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. You can grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 15% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. If you are stuck, it doesn't matter if you feel too sad. It doesn't matter if you feel too anxious, too nervous. If something is preventing you from feeling the best version of you, there is someone who can help you. BetterHelp can pair you with a therapist that can cut through that blockage, who can help you feel like you again. I went to therapy after spending years saying, I don't understand it. I don't know why people need therapy. Can't you just think about what's wrong and fix it? And then I go to therapy and realize how much easier it is when you have someone helping you and holding your hand through the process. Plus, if you don't know what needs to be fixed, 
You can't fix it. And if you don't go to therapy, you think you know, but you don't. Therapy is right for you because it's right for everyone. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, entirely online. You're going to get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. You can switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Go to betterhelp.com slash upside today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash upside. What goes with a great summer vibe? How about a checking account with no monthly fees? Like a cool breeze, Chime is a refreshing way to handle your money. With no monthly fees, no maintenance fees, or minimum balance fees, it's how banking should be. And when you need access to your money, you can do so fee-free at more than 60,000 in-network ATMs at many locations like most Walgreens, 7-Eleven, and CVS. You can also send money to anyone, even if they aren't on Chime. Fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. Chime, no monthly fees, no vibe-killing fees. Signing up for a Chime checking account only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com upside. That's chime.com upside. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees apply except at MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. We appreciate our upside partners and we appreciate you for supporting them. For more information on any advertiser on the upside, visit CallieAndJeff.com. You mentioned earlier in the show that we were having our um, air conditioning fixed. And I don't know if you realize that you do this, but you have a Mr. Fix-It voice. I do. So you do this also, like when you're on the phone with upstate New York people and your New York accent comes out, your like upstate accent comes out. And then, which is funny because I think a lot of people do that, right? But when there's a handyman situation, whether it be the guy fixing our air conditioning or like when we used to live at the lake, like somebody was, you know, like in a car wreck and you saw it. So you pulled over and were like trying to, you know, help hook up someone's <laughs> truck a, with a. That's not a random example. To pull them out of a ditch. That accident, that actually happened. Yeah, it actually did happen. But my point is, is when you jump in to do like guy stuff, your voice changes and it's so funny. It's like a different version of you. It's like your alter ego. How does it change? It's like more authoritative or is it more? No, you're like, hold on. Let me see if I can think of something you said the other day because it was so funny. I was like, I wish that I could record this right now. You jump into like this like. It's confidence, but it's confidence. And I know you don't know what you're talking about. So maybe that's why I think it's funny. Like the air conditioning guy was fixing something and you're like, oh yeah, man. man so was it just the hose or, or what? Like you just, it's this totally different alter ego. And it's so funny. Well, it's maybe it's because I don't normally have people around to talk to things, to talk with about things like that. Like you don't know. You don't like, know. You don't know. I know that an air conditioner has a drain in, a drain pipe, like so the condensation can drip out. I know that's a thing. 
So I wouldn't be able to say to you, I wonder if the drain pipe's clogged because you're going to be like, why is there a drain? It's not a shower. It's not. It's partially what you say, but it's a lot how you say it. It's really funny. Hey, man, you want me to you want me to fill up the water for you? You want me to get the hot water? It's like, this, like dude, bro. Like I didn't say I didn't offer to he asked me to fill up the water. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. It's a voice. It's a voice. There is someone listening that has a partner that also does this, that like jumps into, I think it's, I think I should call it like superhero mentality. Like you, have you ever seen Jerry Seinfeld do his stand up where he talks about how men are superheroes of their own world? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. It's so funny, but and it's a, really, really old. And there, is there a voice for that? Is that what you're saying? It, it, there's a voice for it, but there's also just like this presence of like, I am men. Ah. I, I, the, this quiet quitting thing is haunting me. I talked about it a few, I read about it a couple weeks ago, talked about it a few days ago. And I feel, I feel like the internet is just taunting me with it. The last article that I read is, um, really made me realize that I have spoken about quiet quitting before everybody else was. Remember, oh, you think you're ahead of the game? Way ahead of the game. Years ago, when I was still at my my first Atlanta radio job, um, I went to lunch with Jeff Foxworthy, which I've talked about, I think. And yeah. that, that was the whole reason I started doing stand-up comedy, as serious as I was, and 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 all of that. But during that lunch, he made me feel differently. I, if you don't know my radio career in Atlanta, I was the executive producer and co-host of a show for a gazillion years before I left that show to go start my own show also in Atlanta. And while I was at the first show, like I never really, I mean, I, for much of the time I felt fulfilled, but at some point during the end, it just became very apparent to me that my role there was just, it was just co-host. You know what I mean? And it was just like. Your role was done evolving. So. I, I had nowhere else to go. Right. But I couldn't really put my finger out. So I was actually thinking about leaving radio in its entirety. I'm like, what else is there for me to do? Where else is there for me to go? And it was during this conversation with Jeff Foxworthy where he said a few things that, that got me thinking. And the evolution of that over the next few days was to reframe if I have maximized capacity at my current job, and this could be either to my employer's satisfaction, like where I was in my job, I, there was nowhere else for me to go. Like right. the the people who- You were the executive producer, you were a co-host. There yes, was no, it was, was never gonna be anything more than that. There was nowhere else to go beyond that. Yeah. Um, and, but if, if it was my own choice, like if I had- if I was working in a bank and all I wanted and my only aspiration in the banking world was to be like lead teller or branch manager and I achieve that, then you naturally have to start looking for another job. Right. Another, right. Well, the next, what's the next thing? What's the next step for my life? For your life, not for the job. Like right. you probably go from like lead teller to branch manager to regional manager to whatever and you work your way up. But if, if banking isn't your calling. Mm -hmm then that's not going to fill you up. So whether you call it, whatever you call it, quiet quitting or however you want to frame it, what 
I did is I started just looking at my existing job. I continued to do it. I continued to do it well. I continued to excel at it. But it was just a mindset shift that that job had reached. I was at the end of that job. Yeah. So it it allowed me to be open to other opportunities and possibilities and and things. And the one that I ultimately chose was was to go to a, another radio station in Atlanta. But it's it's how I ended up doing the stand up comedy that I did mm-hmm. and started thinking about other opportunities. I started a podcast at that time that's you know long gone, but it was my first podcast. Like all of these things, because I was just able to reframe my thinking about that job. Make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. And I was able to mentally give myself permission to be open to a future that isn't there. Because I think as Americans, I think our tendency is to get into a job, make it a career and be there for the rest of our lives. It's our, I think it's what we think we're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. It's not. And it used to be that way. Like it used to be that way, but also people would have pensions and things like that. And that's not a thing anymore. So you would, the goal of working at one company your whole life was so you would get the pension to live off of after you retire. Yeah. And now, or to build it, or every year you get a raise, you get a raise, you get a raise, you get more vacation, you get more vacation, and all of that builds up. I, the world is different now. And mm-hmm. I think it's very possible to make a, a, a move that would be parallel where you make the same amount of money, get the same amount of vacation. You just tell the person what you need mm-hmm. in order to be satisfied. Or you do what I did and you'd be willing to take a, a pay cut in order to chase a dream. A different dream. A different dream. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that are more valuable than money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That I, I just dawned on me when, when I read one of these perspectives on quiet quitting. I'm like You're you're like, I'm an early adapter of yeah. quiet quitting. It just that quiet quitting just seems like so so negative. It's it's not. It's I don't know. It's it's opening your mind to all possibilities, not the ones that you It's like you, manifesting your next step. Yeah. Here are your three random things for today. Number one. Before you get out of bed in the morning, if schedule permits, I'm not saying, Callie, we should do this because you get up too early, but uh, take a couple minutes to cuddle. Um, Warm contact has a significant effect on brain chemistry. It uh, increases the level of oxytocin. Oxycontin? No. Oxycontin's the painkiller. Oh. How do you spell it? O-X-Y-T-O-C-I-N. Oxytocin, I think. Anyways, so some probably some sort of dopamine thing or whatever, and it calms you down and neutralizes stress hormones. I would 100% agree with that because on the weekends, if when we get up, if Ellie's already up, we'll go into, we just go into her crib and grab her and bring her back and she hangs out in the bed with us for like 15 minutes before we get out of bed. And I love that. Like she's such a little cuddler. Yeah. Sometimes she brings a book or she brings one of her toys and it totally lowers the stress level. So- uh, yeah, so do that. Cuddle and uh, don't take Oxycontin unless you need it. Your second random thing is a very unfortunate thing that I read. It's a study from Clorox. The clothes your kids wear to school are one of the biggest suppliers of germs. Clorox swab tested it. Ready for this? They're 28 times germier than the average toilet seat. So should we be... If we, if we want to try to keep a healthy house, 
Should we be swapping her clothes out? Um, I 100% am going to do that now that I've read this. And Remember people were doing that? I forgot all about that. Remember the crazy – we should make a list of all the crazy stuff that people did at the beginning of COVID because nobody knew what the deal was. Yeah. Like there were people who came home and would – didn't you do that for like a week? Didn't you take your clothes off in the garage? Yes, literally, because you weren't going anywhere. And I, we didn't have a garage at the time, but I would come in, immediately walk to our washer and dryer, put all of my clothes in the washer, and then go like, like I kept like a towel on top of the washer. And I would like throw a towel on and then walk across the house to get new clothes when I would come home from work. And we were wiping down cardboard boxes and stuff. We left how, our Amazon boxes on the porch for days at a time to let them like disinfect. Remember how long it took to unpack groceries? I mean, we, had to, we were wiping the whole thing down. Yeah. And then we're like, then however long that went, that was like a month or two. And then the scientists or whatever were like, oh, no, you guys, you're fine. It's coughing. We're like, okay. Now we, now we have, like we went to 16 different stores to buy 300 Things of Clorox wipes. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, 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 no, it's it's not. Somebody's got to pretty much cough on you. And we're like, oh, okay. okay. And then uh, they put arrows on the floors of the grocery store. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I actually did like that, though, because I feel like it eliminated a lot of, like, questions about. Uh, well, yeah. I, I don't mind one-way grocery store aisles. Not for, not for anything uh, cold and flu related, but just. Like, let's keep it moving, people. Yeah, keep it moving. Um, And another study that they did showed that kids' backpacks are 31 times germier than the average cell phone. Disgusting. So so what's the rule on that? Like, that's not going to keep a – like, let's say you did – Well, there's no rule. I mean, look, you're not – No, but I'm saying if you wanted to to lower the chances of getting a cold or a flu in your house – you take their backpack when they come home from school and you hang it up somewhere. Yeah, but it doesn't – but how many germs are on them? Like, oh, yeah. It's them. They're the little germ yeah. infestors. Um, and if you change their clothes, I guess it's like a little better before they're like sitting on your couch and jumping in your bed and, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we all know that kids are like little germ spreaders, but that just proved it. Um, and your third random thing is going to make you love your dog even more. A study says that when dogs see you after a long absence, they actually cry tears of joy, just Aww. like people. Um, dogs will produce tears that don't fall down their faces like humans do, but they um, they do get their eyes do tear up when they are very happy when there is a reunion with an owner who has been. Absent from now, I wonder. Family. I would like to know what is considered a long time because for me, that's like a weekend. But for Lily, if I walk to the yeah, mailbox hour, yeah. and come back, she's like, "Oh my gosh, I thought I would never see you ever again." Where have you guys been? I know you just went to get, you know, ice cream cones five minutes away, but I feel like you've been gone six months. Tear. Also, let me have some of that ice cream. Those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. The National Sleep Foundation says that if you want to sleep better at night, make your bed before you leave the house in the morning. Um, They surveyed people, I guess, and asked them, 
first about the quality of sleep that they get, and then if they make their bed every day, and that great sleepers tend to make their bed every day and change their sheets regularly. I noticed that our bed was so beautifully made when I came home yesterday, and it was amazing. It might be because I found this survey, because, and also because uh, one night ago or two nights ago, the bed was not made. We did not make it, and then we had to get into it, and I just felt jumbled. Like it this. feels so jumbled. It totally throws you off. Like, why is that? That's so weird. Now, the National Sleep Foundation did not have anything to say about Cozy Earth Sheets. That's probably only because they haven't experienced them, then, them yet, but Cozy Earth Sheets have uh, been our partners here on the upside for months now, and we cannot live without them. The most comfortable sheets you will ever sleep on. Ever. 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 And they are so sure of that, they give you 100 nights to try them. You can get 40% off Cozy Earth Sheets and all the other beautifully soft stuff that they sell by going to callieandjeff.com slash sleep. Callie Jeff, it's Steve from Apopka, and I'm actually in Apopka this week again. Weighing in on the handy snack, what a debacle. Listen to today's episode. Had to go to our new Apopka Publix, picked up a box of handy snacks, which resembles nothing like what it used to when all the little packages were connected together. But I do not know what kind of voodoo Nabisco, the national biscuit company, is trying to pull on us. First, the Ritz is a good cracker, but it's got to be round. It does not have enough density to hold whatever that concoction of cheese that, and Callie's right, it's not the same cheese. The Ritz is a good cracker when it comes to peanut butter or a nice slice of Swiss cheese, but not that concoction. I have no idea what they're trying to pull over on our eyes, but I do not think that we should allow it to happen. Keep up the good work. Bye. Hey, Jeff. I was listening to episode 56 where you guys are talking about um, ice cream and how you can't do chocolate on chocolate. And I totally agree because that is so disgusting. I cannot do chocolate on chocolate. It has to be vanilla. It has to be vanilla with all the chocolate things inside of it. Anyway, just wanted to call and say that. Bye. Callie and Jeff, I just wanted to thank you for adding Doggy, the scapegoat, to your 1022. And I'm going to say friends because that's how Dobby refers to us. I've enjoyed her podcast, her authenticity, humor, and graciousness. And I just wanted her and you guys to know. Have a great day. Hey, Callie, I can't believe you didn't um, see the friends reference. When Jeff was talking about falling asleep on a train, because remember Ross did that and ended up, I think, in Canada or somewhere. But I immediately thought that and thought you'd jump right on it. And um, anyway, so I thought I'd remind you. Love y'all. Love the show. Bye. Callie, that was not a low-key insult. That was a high-key insult. It was really funny. I'm like chuckling and like smirking at it. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. You look like someone you would know about candy bar companies. <laughs> Don't really get how you didn't mean it, but just the way it came out. Perfect. Bye. Hey, I was just calling real quickly. I'll probably be calling back because I haven't started Tuesday's episode, but I just finished Monday's episode, um, which is weird because I usually always finish in one day. But anywho, um, somebody had called about Zingo, the game, and it is such a great little kid game. Um, you know, as long as Ellie's not putting 
the little bingo pieces in her mouth, but um, it's just like bingo, but it's really great for language development because the kids, they can match the tiles or some vocabulary. It's um, even fine motor because you have to put the little tiles on the little bingo board. So it's a great game. You can probably get it at Target or Amazon, but um, I would definitely get it. But just again, watch her and make sure she's not going to put those little things in her mouth. Okay, bye. Hey guys, it's Marissa calling from Monroe. Um, I was just listening to the episode where you were talking about Jeff was like feeling unspecified anger. And I get that as well. Um, but what I've kind of learned is it seems to come from like an anxious place. Like when I really like dive into it, it's like, it's like anxious, irrational anxiousness, if that makes sense. I don't know. I think I just made that up. Um, but that's where like my anxiety almost, I hate the word manifest, but it kind of like manifests or like comes out sometimes as anger um, when the anxiety doesn't have like a root cause or something. So just thought I'd give you that little um, idea. Maybe that'll help it go away or figure it out. Have a great week. Bye. I've reached the last years of my, I'll be so glad when. I'll be so glad when they're out of diapers. I'll be so glad when they start school. I'll be so glad when they're out of school. I'll be so glad when this, when that. I wasted so much time on that. I'm not trying to be that old wise woman giving you advice, but if I could tell you one thing, don't postpone joy. Find your joy in what's happening today, because that's where it lies.